Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, guys, what's going on? Welcome to Full Time Devils. This is the podcast, the lockdown podcast with myself, Adam McCola, Jay, Joel from Stretford Paddock, and of course, Angelina. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, what's going on? We're all on lockdown and in our cells. Yeah. Joel's got a plant next to him. I do, actually. You can count. There you go. Yeah. Iceland I flag as well. What's that about? What? What's the Iceland flag about? Oh, uh, just someone bought it me when they went to Iceland. My mum went. That's why mums go to Iceland. So there you go. They, they definitely didn't buy you that. They, I promise. I promise. That was a last-minute present. Like <laughs> found it on the floor after like they a got it as, in their sandwich at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> on the ferry there, sandwich, <laughs> holding the burger together. Yeah, probably. It smells like meat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, good shit. What's go. going on, Angelina? How are you doing in lockdown? Oh, God, yeah, just trying to stay sane. What have you been doing Struggling. to stay sane? <laughs> what have I been doing? Um, just, oh, um, jigsaws. That's how bad it's got, jigsaws. Did jigsaws keep you sane? No, they actually, I've, they've calmed me down quite a lot, considering how stressed out I am. That probably means you're good at them then, right? Yeah, I take it very seriously. It's got to that level in my house where we're taking jigsaws extremely seriously. I remember once when I was a kid, I wanted one of those Puzz 3D things. Do you remember those things? Puzz- oh, you can build, is that when you can build like the actual tower and stuff like that? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my dad got me one and it still hasn't been complete since oh. like 15 years. That was, that, those things were cool. Did I still make them? Yeah, I've yeah, got a globe so. on it. Yeah. They made the Old Trafford one recently. Well, that was Lego, wasn't it? Mm. That's like 300 quid though. What? Because, and again, this is how bad it is. My mum was actually going to buy it there to pass the time. And it's about, she rang me, she was like, do you realise how expensive this is? It's like two, three hundred quid. Bloody yeah. hell. That's ridiculous. 
Yeah, uh, I feel closer to Jigsaw from the Saw films than I do actually completing Jigsaw. <laughs> going, losing my mind, going around a little tricycle and that. It's horrible. What games have you set yourself? <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, uh, no actual terrorising games. Mostly just Call of Duty, to be honest. If I'm actually giving you the honest answer, a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. So you've not been getting the family around the dining table like, let's play? Not yet, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Dealing people's scalps off and stuff. No, I haven't done any of that. I'll stay away from that. Jay, have you been getting on your killed your kid yet? Nah, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been getting to know my neighbours, you know, because I had to keep knocking around their houses and saying, "I'm really sorry, but my lad's thrown something into your garden." <laughs> Is that breaking social distancing rules? Or what? Yeah, I have to knock on the door, then run to the edge of the path. <laughs> stand, honestly, this is what I've been doing. Stand in the garden. I'm really sorry. My daughter's just thrown a stick into your garden. Um, can we have it back? She loves that stick. <laughs> yeah, it's a favourite stick. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been testing me, but I'm all right. I'm still in that sort of sort of enjoying it time. It's so. weird. I've I've kind of enjoyed speaking to my family. You know, <laughs> I don't normally speak to my family. I'll be honest. A bit like I spend most of my time on the motorway. Yeah. I come home, I'm tired. I think, fuck this, fuck them lot. I don't want to talk to them. That's nice. And now it's like, I have sleep. I'm going to sleep at good times, sometimes. And like, I'm happy to see people. This is, think, sounds like... I think, I think lockdown's for me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I always worry when I don't see a tweet. When I wake up in the morning and I don't see a tweet from Adam McCullough at like 4am, I'm always worried, like, what's going on? Is he okay? If I get a full eight hours kip, you need to be worried to be honest with you. <laughs> Fucking hell. Cause some damage doing eight hours kit. I tell you who needs eight hours kit. Um, Jack Grealish, what's going on there? Do you think he's fucking? <laughs> and he's, he's blown any ch- any chance of joining United. It was a great segue, I know, Joe. No, I don't, personally. I think, listen, right now everyone's sort of frothing at the mouth about it and angry and, oh, I can't believe he's done this and, you know, the country's in crisis and he's taking the piss and all this, that and the other. But... In a month's time, no one's going to care. And there will so, be other people doing it as well. Exactly. They've just not got caught. And, you know, if we really wanted Jack Grealish, we need Jack Grealish. Is it going to stop us? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it'll stop us going for him. And I think, yeah, you'll get a bit of outrage now. You'll get reporters and uh, journalists writing articles about how he's blown his £80 million pound move uh, and all this other sort of stuff. But when push comes to sh- shove, you know, money talks and we need him, I think, and... The club wanted him, and I think that's that's what ultimately will, will run the day. I think in a few months' time, or whenever the transfer windows open, whatever happens, I think if he is still a target, or if he was a target, which it looks like he is, he was sorry, then I think he will be, and I think we'll end up going for him again. I don't one, think this is going to scupper anything. One thing you can be certain of, though, is that the sort of fuse that he'll have in terms of getting you know articles about, about him in the press and stuff if he joins United has just been made slightly shorter by this. If he does anything wrong at United, it'll be bad boy Jack Grealish. Uh, he's got. He's been known for his problems in the past, that kind of thing. So he'll have he'll have no room to play with. But hopefully, this will have sort of you know put the you know crapped him up a little bit, thinking I've got to change. This has got. If this is the last thing like this that he does, uh, you know, hopefully he can learn from it. But yeah, if he does anything wrong, well, is it United? If he does join United, uh, the papers will be absolutely all over him. Won't they? It depends what it is though, as well, because initially when it came out, like there was pictures of the cars that he'd hit. There was picture of his car. There was no pictures of him. It was like he'd hit these cars and done a runner. And you're thinking, is he drunk? Is he under the... Like, you, all these kind of things are coming through your mind. And then he's come out and kind of squashed it all, saying it was an accident. Like, you know, I shouldn't have been out. So it's it depends how... If it if more comes out, more information comes out to them, 
what's on the face of it, then it could be an issue for it. But if it's just he's had a car crash, I mean, how many people have a car crash? You know what I mean? How many people have car accidents? I don't know. Yeah. And do you think we'll see him at United? Or is the fact that Pogba could be staying something that could prevent that? Oh, I don't know. This Pogba drama, I'm just so over it. Like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like... No, but it does seem like, at the moment, everyone's saying he's going to stay. Like, yeah, I, I think he's missed the boat with his, his uh, massive transfer, to be honest. And I think he's maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why people are starting thinking that he's going to stay. And obviously, Ollie's saying he's going to stay. And I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd, he'll probably just get injured again anyway, even if he stays. Do you think... Signing Jack Grealish should be de- is or would be dependent on Pogba leaving because let's say we sign Jaden Sancho, mm. Jack Grealish is going to cost fifty to eighty million, mm. so that's two hundred million. Are United even going to spend that much money this summer after clubs have lost so much? Mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think I think it will be depending on on Pogba because then you've got Pogba, Fernandez. Obviously, if we do get Sancho as well. Um, so I think it is a little bit up, it's more up in the air for him now than it was say six months ago um, but I don't I, it does depend on Pogba it depends what happens with the season as well but I think you've got a point with money and the financial situation at the minute they're probably not going to want to be spending crazy money this season because mm, we usually spend around 150 mil net to, mm. to 200 mil so if we bought if we sold like Smalling Jones and Rojo for I don't know 30 mil like we signed Sancho, the route talks are like 100 mil, 110 mil. Like, I can't see us spending much more than 70 more million, and we need other players. So, mm. are we going to chuck that all in on Jack Grealish when maybe Pogba's going to stay? I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a mad one, um, really. Have, have, have your opinion? Do you think Jack Grealish has a temperament to be a night player after this episode? Um, um, I don't. I don't think what he's doing outside of football necessarily affects. Well, I guess it does affect how you are on the pitch and stuff like that. But for me personally, I still think he's a great player, and I still think he'd be a really good asset. Same, and I think he boils piss, which is great. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I don't like what he's done. It's just no. it's, it's stupid and obviously illegal and just crap, absolutely crap. But I, from what I've seen of him on the pitch, I actually like how that side of him translates to him on the pitch generally. It seems like he's a bit of a leader. He's got a bit of swagger about him. He's got he's got like a... It's something when you watch him, when you watch Aston Villa and he gets the ball, you go, oh, who's that? He, he immediately stands out as someone yeah. who's just got something different. Yeah, it's A good arrogance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think occasionally that's going to get him in trouble on and off the pitch, as we've seen. Um, but I think generally we are lacking that type of player. I think Bruno Fernandes has got that and that's... That's been one of the things where when you look at teams and how you know teams go from here and all of a sudden one or two signings and they're here, like Liverpool did with Van Dijk. Van Dijk's got that same thing. When he's on the ball, you think, oh, something's going on. You know, there's something different about him. He's got an arrogance. He's got a sort of stature that brings more than just their qualities to a team. Um, and I think Grealish has definitely got some of that. And hopefully uh, that will translate to being a bit more for United. But I think that side of his, of his personality... It needs it needs focusing and harnessing and fixing off the pitch, but on the pitch, I think it's one of the best things about him. You may have to learn as well, like the scrutiny. I know he's under scrutiny anyway because he's a big talk. He's most, he's a talk about player. He's got a lot of attention, and there's the sort of the whole England thing about he's not played for England and, and all that sort of stuff. But 
he will realise if he does come to United, the scrutiny is going to be magnified tenfold. Even when you go from somewhere like Villa, which is a big club, and you've got the attention of the media anyway, when you come to United, it's a different story. And he'll realise that. And I think part of the reason there's a lot of scrutiny as well is, obviously, there's, the, there's you know what's going on. Everyone's in lockdown, so stories are getting amplified. And it is a big story. But the, the United angle's already been pushed as well. That's just, that's the, the main angle everyone's going down. Always oh, lost his move to United. You know, United are in that headline. Get United in that headline quick. It's, you know, United target does this, not Jack Grealish. It's all about United. And I think that's one thing you'll have to get used to, that every little thing he does is magic. No, every little thing he does when he comes to um, comes to United will be amplified. And he is going to have to tone it down a little bit because, you know, it's, it's going to be a... A difficult time for him if he's come to United and he's he's carrying on like this. But I don't know. Hopefully, he's still only a young lad, isn't he? And hopefully, I can learn from it as well. And it's come at a time when you know everyone's quite upset as well. So he's probably feeling it as well. He's probably realizing. Mm. Hopefully, he's realized what he's done isn't going down well at a time when you know we're going through this crisis. And, it, and, and if, if he wasn't, it. if he wasn't under the influence, um, which we're assuming is not, then it's not as bad as some of the things he's done in the past, I guess. So. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to make it all dark or anything, but footballers have done worse things, you know, mm. not naming names, but Chelsea have got a left-back who's done a lot worse than this, <laughs> who's still playing football. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't necessarily end your career because you've crashed your car, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. True so. Um, moving on, Jaden Sancho. Mm. Looks like that one might... It was The reports where it's unofficially confirmed, he's been chatting to people. Fabrizio Romano said... We've not spoken to Dortmund yet, but ninety-eight million pounds, one hundred and ten million euros, is the starting price, or the the lowest that they would accept. Um, it looks like this move is going to happen. It's just where he's going to go. Is it United, Chelsea, Liverpool? Is it somebody else? Um, is Jadon Sancho United number one priority in the summer, or should it be, guys? I, I think he, I, I think he is, and I think he should be. Um, I think there's uh, the amount of people and the amount of reliable people that have talked about this transfer. Now, there's no, I think there's no doubt that we're interested in him. There's no doubt that we're after him. You hear rumours, you hear like stories and stuff behind the scenes of him telling people that he's going to United and like they were saying, unofficially confirmed. Like it seems as though people are willing to talk about this transfer on a kind of, you know, what's the off the record type basis where the word is that it's, it might be happening. But obviously that doesn't mean that it will happen. Things can change at any time and all that sort of stuff. But I think he has to be United's main target. United haven't signed a winger that was that, that was bought to be a right winger that played right wing since Antonio Valencia. So we're like we're desperate in that side of the pitch. Wan Bissaka's come in, has been brilliant defensively at right back and he's getting better going forward. But that right hand side on the uh, 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 up front has had matter in it, it's had an aging Valencia in it, it's had Lukaku in it at, at times last season. We've not had, yeah, yeah, Lingard. We've had a, a sort of a host of players who aren't comfortable playing there, playing there over the last ten years. And if those heat maps and those um, sort of average position maps that you see of United uh, in that time is always skewed to a team that is playing down that left hand side because we don't have players on the right. So the fact that a right winger is needed is it goes without saying. And I think he is clearly the standout option. In terms of his age, in terms of his quality, he no teenager has scored more goals in in Bundesliga history than James Sancho. That's including every striker that's ever played. You know, he's the the highest scoring teenager in Bundesliga history. He turned twenty about a week ago, like, and he's got mm-hmm. some, some of his stats are like 
almost messy level. I think he's got 50 goals, 14 assists in like 23, 24 games this season. He's already beaten his his record from last season uh, with like 15, 16 games to go. He is mm. his record is phenomenal, and there was talk United wanted to go in last season, last summer, but weren't sure whether it was a flash in the pan or the consistency was there. But he seems to have that consistency now. Mm. Um, what do you what do you make of him, Angelina? Do you think he's the man to solve that right wing spot and maybe even solve the number seven problem that we've had? We haven't had a good number seven in a while. Yeah, hundred percent agree with what what Joe was saying that to finally get a winger who is competent in that role is absolutely massive. Um, I think, you know, with Fernandez coming, hopefully, you know, Rashford sooner rather than later, whenever the league starts back up, he's going to be back. So I think to have that addition in that kind of role is, is massive. Like, you know, you were just talking about his stats. Um, I don't think he is kind of like a one-hit wonder. Obviously, he's proving that. I think he could have a really good career at United. Um, obviously, fans would absolutely love him. I think he could do really good things. Um, so, yeah, I think it is. It's a it's a massive priority over maybe with Fernandez coming in this proper situation instead of midfield, as in central. I think focusing on that wing. Because when you say that, like Antonio Valencia... That seems like five million years ago. Like, so I think to have that bit rejuvenated is massive. Mm. Mm. We had Di Maria in that as well. But we, and that's why I said bought and played at Rabbit. Yeah. We ended up playing like sort of a false central. nine in central, playing on the left as well. Yeah. All over the place. Sanchez was one that but I think could have played on the right wing, but we opted to just force Marshall out. It's well, we never. <laughs> No, that was your decision, wasn't it? Yeah, well, well, yeah. Um, If I had my way, Marshall would have been captain that season. Um, <laughs> um, talking about Sancho, though, um, Jay, do you think, like, going forward, when we look at the team, if we were to sign him now, we've got Martial, Rashford, Sancho, Wan-Bissaka. You've got all these kind of players that are popping up in positions that could be in those places for five to ten years, and we're kind of seeing what could be the future of the team as well as the present. Um, seems to be a little vision there, doesn't there? 100%, mate, yeah, definitely. And if you look at those players, already <laughs> now, those players you mentioned, uh, arguably almost world-class. You could say they're not quite, but almost there, thereabouts. And they're only going to get better. So in the next two or three years, if you had all those players, you had Sancho, you've got Martial, who people forget he's still relatively young. Hang on, so can, we, can we just pull up a sec? You just said Rashford. World yeah. class. Almost world class. Yeah. World class. Marshall, world class. I just want to hear you say it again. Right, I'll tell you what, they're all world class. Rashford, <laughs> Marshall, Alan Wambasaka, Dan James, Mason Greenwood, whoa, whoa, James Garner, Dylan Levitt, Ethan Laird. They're all world class, right? Clip that up, put it in your pipe and smoke it. Um, so I think like... You've been putting a lot more in your pipe and smoke. <laughs> those, those, days, those days are over, as you well know. Um, no, I think like the, you can see them though in two or three years getting there and being at the very top. And there's no doubt in my mind that in two or three years, Marcus Rashford could be at the very top of football. And if you look at it as well, you know, I've spoke about that fear factor in the past. It's it's almost coming back a little bit with, the, with Bruno. If you had Bruno Pogba, I know we don't know what's happening, but if you did have Bruno Pogba, um, Rashford, Martial, and Jadon Sancho, teams are going to fear that. It reminds me of the old times at United. You know when you used to think, oh, you've got a, you've got Ronaldo, you've got Rooney, 
you've got gigs, you've got skulls, you've got all these players that can win you a game. And we've gone backwards in that way where we've only had one or two match winners recently. And there you've got like four or five potential match winners. So I think, yeah, the future will be very bright if we manage to get Jaden Sancho. And I know it's not a popular thing. And I've said in the past, I think it's probably best that Paul Pogba does move on. But if Paul Pogba was to stay and be happy and form a partnership with Bruno Fernandes, that's pretty pretty awesome, really. That's, yeah, like I said, the fact, having that many players that can win you a game. When you look like, even just two seasons ago, when you had, you know, Rashford, who was a much younger player, you had Martial again, younger player who was sort of still finding his feet. They were both sort of fighting for that left wing spot. You had Lukaku, who was not really performing particularly well. There was times in games where you thought, no one, no one can really do this here. No one, no one's going to sort of bring us to win a game. But now, when when you like I said, you've got four or five players who have all improved in that time, uh, and and uh, people coming in. If it was, you know, the likes of Jaden Sancho, and the the way he creates goals as well, um, is just amazing. So you've got the, the creativity of Bruno Pogba and Sancho making chances for Rashford and Martial. That is, you know, you, you're looking up towards the top teams in the league before you get, you know, a, a sort of front five that is even close to that, really. Mm. How do you feel about the midfield? It's weird that we're talking about transfers and things, but yeah. we know there's more important things going on in the world. But we've got nothing else to talk about. But like going forward, like how do we feel about this midfield situation? Because I feel like we need something else in there. But then on the other hand, you've got the likes of Dylan Levitt, James Garner coming through. Nemanja Matic is getting a new contract. Fred mm. has just found his feet. McTominay is doing well. You've got all these players in there that are going to be here next season. But I'd say we need to strengthen that defensive area of midfield. So do you think we're going to overlook that in the transfer window and not sign someone up? Because like, I think the likes of Thomas Party would be a make, make a great sign in that position. Yeah, I, I, I listen, I think Thomas Party is a great player and I agree with you there, but I don't see it happening, mate. I don't at all. I think that Oli obviously loves Fred. He plays in practice every game. He's rates McTominay. I think that he says he's one of our most important players, whatever, last summer. He's really spoke very highly of him. So I think because you've got other priorities, because you're looking at the likes of Sancho and the other players we mentioned, I don't really see a strengthening. I think we're going to have an, at least one more season of either McTominay or Fred, or maybe even Matic in that role. Personally, I'd like to see one player in a defensive midfield role mm-hmm. and Bruno and Pogba or Bruno and someone else in midfield. But we may be in a position where we have the likes of Fred and McTominay or Fred and Matic playing together. With, with Bruno in front of him. But no, in answer to your question, I don't really think we will strengthen defensive midfield in, in a defensive midfield position because I just don't think Ole sees it as a priority. I think he's happy with what he's got. Mm. Could that be a problem then? Is there an oversight there that mm. Matic is having this good period, but I, I think a new, new contract, is that the right thing to do if it's going to then hamstring us? Or is it... Do you think it's we've got enough there to see through these 12 months and then maybe in 12 months reconsider things? I think that we might well go in for a defensive midfielder in the summer because I think before, like I said, Matic has come back and looked great. But I think what, what him being good has actually done, instead of saying, oh, you know what, that's a job sorted, we don't need to worry about that. I think that's highlighted the fact that he, he has already had periods in his career for United where he looked completely done. And you never know how long it will be before he goes back to there. Uh, it might be two years, it might be two weeks, because once that's happened once, the tendency for a player to sort of slip back into that kind of almost mm. useless, useless mode is, <laughs> is going to be you know, more likely going forward. I think it's highlighted the fact that a, a strong 
you know, top class defensive midfielder is the thing that gave this team all those clean sheets. Like you look, you, not all of them, but most of those clean sheets that we've had in the last sort of 20 games or so have been since Matic has come back into the squad. And, and I think a young version of Matic or someone to play that role, like I said, Jay, about having just one defensive midfielder in there that can do it by themselves. I think that is, it, it's highlighted a need for that rather than, for me at mm. least, it's highlighted rather than putting it to one side. And I think as well, the fact that we've sort of stumbled across this kind of short to medium term option up front in Igalo, which was clearly a position we were targeting before with, we we're looking at Haaland, who would have been a long-term and big money, well, not necessarily big money because it turned out to be quite cheap, didn't it? But he would have been a long-term uh, goal uh, and someone that we had to kind of scramble quickly to to replace in the squad. We've got Igalo in, he's kind of fallen on his feet and, and, and I think that is the position that maybe we'll get pushed to one side now when we were clearly looking to strengthen there. And I think hopefully that will mean that we can look for you know, a, a more sort of certain and solid uh, defensive midfielder that, like I said, we've got all these players who are 23-24. The only defensive midfielder we've got at the club who is a true sort of tackling, combative midfielder is 31 and he's already had, like I said, a period in the, his United career where he looked like he was finished. I think we need mm. someone to come in and be the new Matic. Therefore. Mm. Uh, you agree with that, Angelina? And, you know, outside right wing, do you think defensive midfield is the area that needs strengthening the most? Or would you think it's another area? No, I would probably agree with that. I think Matic is, um, it, it's a weird one because at the beginning of the season, well, going back like before Christmas, when he started to become a little bit more decent, I was kind of like, you know what, let him advertise himself so he can get sold. Like, I wasn't even that invested. And then he's obviously proved his worth. So a part of you is kind of like, well, maybe we do want to keep him. Obviously, there's this contract situation now. So, but I don't trust him in, like, to be competent and decent for the next season coming up, the entire season. I don't think he's got it in him. Um so, yeah, I think if in a perfect world, I think 100% we, we should invest in that area. But I don't know if I can see it happening this summer or whenever the transfers are going to happen. That's what I'm reckoning as well, which is a bit sad. Is there anything you like, else want to chat about? Harry Kane's been talking, there's been a few other things. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that Harry Kane thing because people were saying like, oh, yeah, we should go for Harry Kane. And there's other people saying, oh, you know, we couldn't get him anyway. And I think... Shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's weird because I think if we like, if we really wanted Harry Kane, I think we could get him. I think, yeah. honestly, do. I, I think like people go, well, well it's a sideways move, or you know, he's not going to win anything at United. But I think there's an argument that maybe we'll, if he came into this United team, maybe he would win things at United and the way that it's going forward. So I don't think it's a case of he wouldn't come to Manchester United. I think we offered him money, and like, I don't think we can get him. You don't, I don't I think, think we can afford it. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. The money's the only issue for me. Yeah, the idea I, think, that Tottenham I think if we had... wanted him and we had, you know, we went for him, I think we could get him. I don't, I just, I don't think he'd be like, oh, no, I'm not coming to Manchester United. No. I think that, that's my point is like, I think he would come to this club because it's, no, you know, let's have it right, it's a bigger club than Spurs. And even in this dark period we're in, we've still managed to win trophies. Yeah. So People it's not just... like, you know, he wouldn't come here and win trophies. I think he actually would. Um, I just don't know. I think, would it upset the balance slightly of what we're doing? I know that sounds crackers because he's a player that arguably bangs you in 30 goals a season, but if he's coming in, then he's probably going to play. Is he going to play off, off Martial? Is he taking Martial's spot? Does that mean you're not bringing Sancho in? You know, I think it just changes things slightly. I don't think we need to change it. You could put Kane with Martial Rashford either side. 
Mm. So, they, so then you won't get Sancho potentially. Then I'm guessing that's why I think Sancho is a better. That's nah. Kane's not coming to United. Man. He would. <laughs> he would. Joe, that's you want to point, say? Yeah, that. I think he would. I think. Yeah. The, the idea that like no offense, not even no offense, because it is a bit offensive, but it's true. So <laughs> Tottenham haven't won anything in what is it twelve years? And people liked Pochettino, and they liked that they were playing this good style of football. They moved into this new stadium. They, they did a decent cutter in the Champions League. They don't win anything. And even yeah. United, who have been crap, have won, what is it, six or seven trophies in the last 10 years. Tottenham have won none. Like the idea that, oh, it's a sideways step. It's not a sideways step for Tottenham yeah, United. There's yeah. no, like I said, the only reason he wouldn't come is because Daniel Levy wants 170 million quid for an injury prone 26 year old. Like he's an excellent player, but I think we've seen one of the best things I think, or one of my favourite things about this season is the fact that our two centre-backs have hardly been injured at all all season. And it's the first time we've had that since, like, 2008. Like, Vidic started getting injury-prone. Then we had Phil Jones and Smalling taking it in turns, Bailly coming in, getting injured all the time. Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof, people aren't always the biggest fan of Victor Lindelof, but them two being fit for almost all of the season has been, I think, such a big part of why these clean sheets have come in the later part of the season. And bringing in an injury-prone striker to, like I said, kind of knock Martial, who just seems to be kind of learning the ropes again uh, as, as to what it means to be a sort of a solo number nine. I think it's just going to put too much too much doubt in there. But I think he'd come to United. It's just, I just don't think it's the right fit. And I don't think he's the right, I don't think we need another, a big name striker like that at the moment. Well, Harry Kane has zero goals in 2020. Anthony Martial has fucking loads. Yeah, there you go exactly. then. So Martial, what does that, that tell you? <laughs> Angelina, anything else you want to talk about? Like, is there any stories that have come up? If you want to talk about Kane, that's fine. But is there anything else that you want to talk about? I think um, this. Well, I read. I read today about this Sanchez situation. Mm. I mean, oh. it's just. Get it back. <laughs> I just. Is it bad that I proper feel sorry for him? Yes. yes. Like, I've never why? 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 I don't know. Anyone at no. Manchester United? I agree with you, Angelina. I feel sorry for him He's earned more than we'll earn between us in a fucking year. Don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. Not money-wise. I mean, I'm sure he's living it up with these dogs that he's obsessed with and his giant mansion and whatever. But I just feel like his career... Yeah. He's got to be a bit depressed, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, I know that he's probably sleeping with a blanket of money to keep him warm at night, but... I get what you mean. Like, I do just feel sorry for him. It's a yeah. sorry sight, his career at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. And those dogs, when you say about those dogs, it makes you realise that no matter how rich you are, nothing's better than just having a dog about. So there's no way he's immune to, like, depression and being sad. I've never seen a player in my entire life go from being arguably the best player in the Premier League and 12 months later being arguably the worst player in the Premier League. That is, I don't think that's ever happened before. Like, his, his drop in his career from... Mm. The sort of the start of the season when he was at Arsenal, then he joined us in January, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He came into that season being him and Hazard were the best two players in the league, pretty much. And and when he joined Man United six months later, Kaku and Sanchez was, were the top goal scorers in the league. I mean, <laughs> I, that, <laughs> that, we, got, we got we got them both and fucked them. Exactly. Has that ever happened before? Where a player has gone from that? It's not like he's thirty-five. He's twenty-nine, thirty when he. Wayne Rooney had a really. I think that was because he got old. Then it wasn't anything like something. Yeah. He really. Like when he was bad, he stank the place out. He did. He did, but he, 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 would was, have been... he never went from the best Wayne Rooney to that. No, 
Yeah. It was almost... such a rapid decline yeah, as well. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Torres so had a bit so... of a similar thing, didn't he? Torres slightly. When he yeah. went from Liverpool to Chelsea. But even Torres, like, in those dark days at Chelsea, managed to score in the Champions League semi-final. Yeah. Managed to score, like, some yeah. important goals. So, but with Sanchez, for me, he's our worst ever signing. Not that he's the worst player we've ever had. Mm. But in the fact, the expectation yeah. and the, the reality was so far apart from one another. He was, you know, like you say, he was amazing at Arsenal. Whenever we used to play Arsenal, I was always scared of him. Mm-hmm. And now, when we got him, I was excited. I thought, this is he it. He retired Darman, didn't he, really? Yeah. Half an hour, wasn't it? So we're 3-0 down after about yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah, Darman, Darman was mint going into that game. Yeah. Um, he was flying and then he got fucked by Sanchez and then just disappeared. Um, like, and it, it did so many problems. Well, you mentioned like Martial, who was doing really well, and then he got dropped for him. Um, you know, we, we still had, that, yeah, exactly. The way Martial he, would have been a World Cup winner right now, and he would have already had a twenty-goal-plus campaign. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And like, you know, even for the cup final, you know, it was like great. Now we're relying on him, and he was just he was a spent force. And it, everything like the wages, he was on silly money, which upset everyone. That introduction as well when he was playing the piano oh, and all that. Like, that was, I like that. It peaked and then it just went... I like that. But that was it. Everything was like top draw, wasn't it? Like the money, the introduction, everything. It just went to shit. <laughs> it's because it felt like we signed him for the wrong reasons. Like we, It was like, our oh, shit city are getting him. Let's try and make a statement. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we as fans all wanted him, but mm. it, it didn't seem to be done for the right reasons behind closed doors. And... Now you look at signings, they seem to be done for the right reason. So when you yeah. see Jack Grealish being involved in this, you almost think, fuck, has he, has he fucked it? Because we seem to be going away from signing people that are, have questionable um, characters. And, and Sanchez did have a questionable character. I mean, yeah. there was reports of him being a proper loner at Arsenal, nobody in the dressing room really liking him. Does um, he speak English as well or not? I don't think he does, but I don't think that's an issue. Bit, with, with bit Brexit. No. <laughs> hey, send, send the buggers back, eh? Exactly. I don't, I don't think that's an issue with footballers, though. Like, yeah, I've never, never, never spoken English, did so, No, yeah. I'm just thinking regarding, like, your teammates and just getting about in general. Um, like, I'm yeah. in Berlin at the moment. I don't speak a word of German. It is stressful. <laughs> like, Good job you're on lockdown. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was weird because even that though, like when we wanted Sanchez, we wanted him that desperately. I remember people saying he's fell out of all the Arsenal players, and then the narrative was like, oh, he's fell out of him because they're not at the level he is, and they've not got the desire he has, and this, this shows how good he is, and all that nonsense. And it was like you try and convince yourself, don't you? And then, yeah, when he came, it was like he had a good game against Yeovil. and they worked with the Arsenal team towards the back end of uh, his his reign at. Arsenal and like every, all of the like, all of the Arsenal players like just didn't like just clean. That's a nice face he's pulling there, isn't it? He's gone. <laughs> we lost We've this. lost him. We've lost him. Oh, he's, oh, back. he's back. There he is. He's back there. I think Sanchez. Oh. Yeah, we, we lost you there for a minute talking about Sanchez. Sanchez. Sanchez just got in your wines and your internet box outside. You got to see your mate what, what, about, what, what, about your mate at a PR company. Yeah, so one of my mates worked at a PR company, and I was speaking to him, and um, he was saying to me how they worked with the Arsenal team in in Sanchez's last month, um, and San- like just no one in the Arsenal team liked Sanchez, and it was like it was clearly visible. Like I that. feel more sorry for him now. What's wrong with me? I don't. And also, we're all. By the way, we're all talking like he left Man United three years ago. 
He's going to be at United at the start of next season. How awful he can is that prove us wrong, like Matic, right? No, it's different. It's way know. different. Matic, well awkward, isn't Matic it? came into a, into a midfield that was desperate. Hold on. Sanchez comes back, then Sancho can't have seven, right? Unless Sanchez says... Oh, no. Imagine he... that, United are like printing the shirts and then they just stop at the EZ and put an O on it. Sanchez is like, <laughs> what the fuck's all this just about? Just loads of E's and Z's on the dressing floor and then peel them all off. Um, Another announcement video on a piano. Yeah, it's absolutely Ibrahimovic, didn't he? If Sancho comes in, like when he took up uh, Martial's number, there is no way that Sancho comes in and don't get that number seven. What are we going to do with Sancho- Sanchez though? Are we going to loan him out again? Just... What honestly? Rumours in in South America that he's been, he's available for seventeen million, and there's there's clubs from Chile and the surrounding countries that are are, are interested in him. But are they going to be able to afford his wages? Is yeah. he going to have a wage? Is he going to be happy to take a a, a hit in wages? Are United going to have to loan him and still pay him? Like yeah. it's fucking weird. Um, is, yeah. The only hope we had was that he did half decent, like Smalling has done. And mm. and a deal. I uh, actually wanted him to do well, like yeah, so even, even just for himself. Do you know what I mean? Because I clearly feel so sorry for him for no apparent reason. Um, I just was really backing him to actually do something decent and kind of redeem himself a little His bit. His first game, he scored, didn't he? And he did he score and like he had a game where he scored and the ball just hit him like it was an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just thought He's back. that's the bit of luck he needs just to get there. Yeah, and then. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any amount of luck at this point is enough to sort of resurrect what was there before. That's the thing, isn't it? If he goes back to South America, what's he's on like four hundred grand a week or something with bonuses and playtime bonuses and stuff at United. And if you, I mean, who knows what to believe on that? But he's going to take like a two hundred and fifty grand a week pay cut. It's whether he thinks, oh mate, I've been blagging this for so long. The mayor's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or we or we loan him back or something. But yeah, I think he he. No offence to him again, but he has to go, doesn't he? Whatever, however, by whichever method it is, he has to leave. He's, it, when we, if, if he's in the squad and in the team, playing like he has been, and we start losing matches, he is the easiest, sort of most visually obvious symptom of a team that isn't trying, that doesn't look very good, that is a spent force, all this sort of stuff. He is all the problems with Man United. Even his wages, just, we just can't he's have that Literally money. everything yeah. about him as a transfer. Like, like you said, Jay, about him being possibly United's worst transfer ever. Every single point of of how that deal happened, with the money, how he played, the fact that it was, like I said, linking in with the with this storyline at the time that there were a lot of players in the team who didn't want to be there, who weren't trying very hard. And he was there, this like figure sat eating by himself at lunchtime, you know, getting paid too much money, worst player on the team, all that sort of stuff. He's such an obvious figure for that. And I think we just can't, we just can't have him there anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, sorry. I agree. Quick so, one, well, I was just going to say, I just wanted to make clear. I don't hate on Sanchez. I don't hate the guy. You know, he's not like he's not like well, one of those players. You, know, you like, do hate him. Like, you hate you him. Know, it seems like you hate him. Sympathy for him. You're just you know hating on him. But whatever. You, you said it. You you called him all sorts for you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, We're going to. No one likes a grass. Said bad things about his dogs as well. That's all. Oh Bring him back. Yes or no? Oh no. No. He's had a good spell in uh, Roma, but I think, again, it'll be rose-tinted glasses. Mm. Exactly, and I'll be like, oh. And then as soon as he makes a mistake at United, everyone will be like, oh, we've brought him back. I'd be judging him if he didn't do well at Roma in the Italian league, to be honest. (laughs) 
Joe? I reckon, I, I think don't bring him back, but not because it makes us look bad, but because he's actually got a chance to be a, a, in a team where he's, he's enjoyed by the fans, he looks good, he's playing well. I think just for him, he needs to go. I think he would probably be the fourth best or maybe fifth behind Twan Zibi, but, uh, you know, best defender we've got. I think he's probably better than Phil Jones. I think as much as I like Eric Bailly, he's physically more reliable than Eric Bailly is, but he's got a chance now to play for a club where he's loved. It's a bit cheesy, but when you talk, look at Phil Jones, what he's saying about his own testimonial, that his own, it's only his own family that had turned up. I don't want that Chris Moore to have to think that as well. Like, go to a club where you're enjoyed, you're playing well, you look good in that league. Yeah, let him go. You know what's funny? Yeah, we joked about that before Phil Jones come out and said that in an interview. And it's so fucking. It's. I feel that like is breaking that. That is uh, genuinely. That is. Like, I felt sorry for Phil. Yeah. Jones. I, you know what? Yeah, it's like I was saying this to Jesse Lingard when I interviewed him at the time. I was like, well, "If you're Wilfred Zaha, you can lose every week and still do what the fuck you want off the pitch. You can do exactly. all the commercial deals you want, but if you play for United and you lose or you play shit." You can't leave your house. You gotta stay at home. And shut well, I know what we should do. This is what we should do, right? Make the United's first game back in front at Old Trafford be Phil Jones's testimonial because everyone will be so giddy, so excited, so happy. Just don't that tell anyone off. until it actually kicks off. Yeah, so excited. Guys. <laughs> I think Phil Jones's testimonial. We'll be so happy. We'll be. Why is Phil Jones master? Who cares? It don't matter. Hey, go on, Phil. Best player I've ever had. I'd say that. I'd be so pissed that I'd say that. <laughs> the first game back. That's yeah, what we need but... to do to give him a proper send off. That's the that's, good that, one. Yeah, that's got to be the worst thing Fergie's ever said. That, by the way. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. To be fair, right behind Fergie with those kind of statements. What are the weeks? I am Adam McCollum. Grealish. <laughs> I said it. I said it's Christmas. Sorry, Jack. I love you, and the yeah. offer's still there for this to Old Trafford. But mm. it's you're in bed this week. Yeah, you've been a while. You've been a while this week. I think he'd say it himself as well. He, he yeah. did. He did on Twitter, didn't he? Who's your Wally of the week, Jay Angelina? Anyone? I'm trying to think of someone different, but it's I'm difficult, going to um, Benzema. Ooh. because I just I can't be asked. I don't know why he's coming for Giroud for no actual reason he's just bored at home and he what did he say he was like I'm basically saying I'm like a Formula 1 car and he's like a go-kart it's like he's, yes! he's got a World Cup mate calm down yeah, I love that. No, he's only got a World Cup because Didier Deschamps don't like Benzema mm. yeah. yeah but Crap. I just <laughs> I just feel like he needs to just stay in his own lane like mm-hmm. stop coming for random people because you're what you is true yeah but that's what makes it worse oh, that's, it that's, it's like it what, why are you com- what, what's he ever done to him it's not yeah. his fault like, he is an F1 car and Giroud is a go-kart and we all know that Benzema you deserve to be bitter no nah, I don't think he does I but think he's that- being bitter at the wrong people yeah so fuck Giroud like yo <laughs> nah. like, I, I think football misses that like People just say, no, he's a prick. Yeah, but I don't mind it if it's like, if it, if Giroud said it about Benzema, you'd think, you'd, I'd think, yeah, fair enough. But Benzema, <laughs> because, because Benzema just looks like an insecure idiot. He's won four Champions Leagues in five years. He's, it's like, he's, why is he making these yeah. games? It's like, it's like, like get it. Yeah, just exactly. sit down and calm down. Yeah, yeah. he needs to just he chill out. Instagram he looks desperate. You're looking desperate. Yeah, really. desperate for content. Well, like, the, French, uh, the French national team is mental, though. 
It is. Yeah, it's it always like, has been. To be it's fair. always the been of that crazy. Like <laughs> kicking off of each other World Cups, sacking the manager in the middle of World Cup, but but not letting him leave. It's like it's mental. Like so, no, there's like, always James Cameron right now bouncing all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on a trampoline, James? I've got this. Sure. <laughs> I've had to find a use for all this toilet roll we've got. Okay, now. Sorry. <laughs> I'll agree. I'll go with you, Macker, on my wallet. Anyway. I'll go with Grealish. Yeah, we can't. I, I don't think we can allow Benson. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that. I think football needs bastards. Football needs more bastards. Yeah, but not insecure bastards. Bastards who are like kick, kick someone who's on the same level as you. Don't kick Giroud. Yeah, just, just let him be. He didn't have a shot on target in the World Cup. I don't feel sorry for Giroud. He's a bit of a twat, Giroud. I don't feel sorry for Giroud. I just don't think Benzema looks good for saying what he said. Yeah, If if he came after Ronaldo and was like, you know what, it was me that won us all those titles. Ronaldo scored 50 goals a year. but I'd be in support of that because I'd be like, you know what? Giroud's Wally of the Week for staying quiet about it. There we go. Instagram Live and say, go fuck yourself, Kareem, with your World Cup winners medal on. Then I'll respect you a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Well, you yeah. would. Would you rather be Giroud or Benzema? Back to back to back Champions oh, League. Yeah, but that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult, I know. I'd rather be Benzema. Yeah, World Cup's all right, but four Champions Leagues in five years—that's like for four years he got that full experience of. Or five years, he got that every single year we're challenging for the Champions League. Benzema, Giroud only felt good for a month. Because he didn't really kick. And he didn't even score the shit back. He didn't have a shot on target. That's why he deserves everything he gets from Benzema. <laughs> you changed your tune. Oh, I haven't. I have. <laughs> Are we all yeah. seeing Benzema now then? Yeah, I have. Get rid of Giroud. We're fine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, That's good. Yeah. Well done, Benzema. Get stuck in. Do it more um, as well. Right. Um, anything anyone wants to add? No, I think it's done well there. Follow Angelina on Twitter. Um, I don't know what Jay, Jay, what are you doing? Send him some help. Homeschooling, man. That's that's the, the new thing, man. Isn't it? It's long. I don't even know the answers to these questions. The for nine-year-olds. Are you kidding? Uh, key stage. That's key stage one. Don't Two. baffle me with science, mate. <laughs> what are you a fucking cop? Never mind about that. <laughs> Anyway, make sure you're watching, liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing to Full Time Devils. Keep it locked. Um, yeah, that's it. We're gone. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.